It may be sunny in LA, but I stay bringing the shade. You think you have me figured out until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ. And your girl, Fresha. We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slays. Come Come take take a BRK. Hey, soul sister. What's going on? Girl, here we are. Back with our peaches yet again. Another week. Another messy as 60 minutes with these women. I mean, Kiki. How you feeling today? I see we doing a little um yin and yang outfit. Oh, not the yin and yang. Black and white, white and black. We sure are. And that was not planned. Ladies and gentlemen out there listening, watching. Um, just know, honey, we in tune, which is important. We really are in a sync, honey. It's giving kindred spirits, if you will. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some Rahua besties. Maybe Kenya and Cynthia moment. Mm, no, I think it's giving more of Nene and Kim. Oh my God. <laughs> Honey, who's Nene and who's Kim? Honestly? Ooh, that's hard. I'm definitely Nene. 100%. I don't want to be Kim though. That's not fair. <laughs> the hell? I know, I know. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I'm going to manifest my football hubby and kids and a happy life, but I'm not going to manifest Kim Solsiak Beerman. Oh my God. Honey, you ready to kick this thing off nasty? Yeah, let's do it nasty, honey. Okay, so it's a new week in the A. And you know, last week we left these girls at the Chateau at this Bearing It All party. So, you know, we're entering this week feeling refreshed and we kick things off at this jungle gym, jumpy house, some kind of excursion situation for the kids with Miss Kenya and Brooklyn and Miss Candy and Blaze. Honey, Blaze, Brooklyn is cute. We all know Brooklyn is cute. But Belize is so precious. Oh my gosh, I know. She's so tiny. Both of them are just so adorable. For me, it was giving sisterhood of the next generation. I just love to see the women bond with their daughters and then the daughters bond with each other. It was a beautiful thing. Even with the throwback, you know, Candy kind of spoke to how um, her relationship has budded with Kenya in the past and them supporting each other just through this womanhood journey and now of course they're both mothers with those new children that they both wanted so badly it's just a beautiful thing it's, it's nothing bad to say about this scene here it was so cute honey but i gotta draw your attention to candy's fashion did you see the tax jacket absolutely was it giving an army fatigue moment it was giving army fatigue ed hardy mixed with like levi's patch wear like that type vibe I didn't hate it. I would not buy it by any means, but I didn't mind it because, you know, it was, it's promoting her store. And we know Candy don't play about a check. Tags Boutique, check it out. Exactly. That's free marketing for her. Can't really be mad at it. So, hey, it was cute, but I just thought that that was really funny. I was like, wait, where's this K? Because the K was huge. <laughs> it was like this big ass red K on it. So I'm like, well, what kind of jacket is this? And then I saw Tags. I was like, oh, that bitch is promoting. Honey, personalized. You could probably go on down to Tags and personalize your own army fatigue jacket that's what that promotion was selling me in that moment okay honey i'm not mad at i might go to tags myself and get one for carter my pup Uh, okay i know that that was shady i'm sorry that was so uncalled for (laughs) anywho honey the girls are catching up and we get into kenya more hair care which we knew that it was a little cause of conflict when it came to her getting her product from overseas but we're hearing that is still the case she's not you know 
able to step up to the plate and provide the product for these um, companies. And so luckily it sounds like she has a COO, chief of operations. It was cute for Candy to be giving her, you know, a little business scoop to make sure that, you know, she was looking out for her business and looking out for Kenya, her friend. And so that was a cute little moment. But honey, I need Kenya to get it together because you can't be out here talking about everybody else's business when your shit is still a hot mess as well. I mean, you know, Candy Burst Tucker is a mogul. A multifaceted might I add, multifaceted mogul. Capital M on the mogul. She has multiple businesses successful at that um, and has had decades of running these businesses to her own success. So she's giving her her two cents as far as how she can improve these overseas issues that Kenya is experiencing. But I was surprised to hear that she had both CVS and Walmart in the BP. Those are some really high-end retailers for Kenya Moore Hair Care. I'm not mad at her hustle, honestly. Oh, not at all. That's very impressive, but she can't fulfill these orders if, you know, she doesn't figure out the whole shipping issue. I have no fear that Kenya Moore Hair Care, the team and everything, they're gonna get it together. So, honey, I'm gonna I'm check them out in Walmart and CVS. Oh, absolutely, honey. You know Kenya is not gonna let these bitches catch her slipping. Mm -hmm. Honey, so during this conversation, obviously, Miss Hampton comes up after Kenya and Marlo spat last week at the Bearing It All party. And honestly, for me, it was Candy spilling the tea about Marlo and her nephews. Here's the thing. I understand Candy has her qualms against Marlo or what have you, but her bringing this to Kenya is only going to make things worse because you know that Kenya is going to keep that little nugget of information in her back pocket to bring it out to hurt Marlo. And you know that if she cuts Marlo and talks about her nephews, honey, it's a wrap. It is a wrap. Marlo is taking it all the way back. She is going to go in for Kenya for talking about her nephews. I was a little disappointed at Candy for bringing it up so easily. I understand you got to talk about the fact that you and Marlo would keep in. But she basically was giving Kenya ammo to say that Marlo is an ain't shit Monty. It was brought up very nonchalantly in the conversation when they were reminiscing about the PJ party. But I agree. It feels like Candy is trying to maybe paint the scene a little bit. What Marlo is going through and where she's coming from, understanding that these two women just cannot get along. Of course, it boiled over a bit at the PJ party. Does it feel like bone collecting? Not entirely, but I do agree with you in that Candy should know her friend Kenya better, <laughs> right? Like we should know that this woman would potentially use this as ammunition against Marlo in their continued feud. So I feel like the intention was good um, from Candy's perspective. Again, just, you know, bringing it all to light, letting Kenya know what she's going through, which is a very sensitive issue. Hoping that maybe Kenya would be empathetic towards Marlo as far as what she's going through right now. But honey, my thing is she clearly doesn't know her friend at all. And that's what it is. That's, I think, what it is. I'm gonna say Candy's intention was pure, but her judgment was low. Judgment was trash. <laughs> Kenya could not care less about Marlo. So anything bad about Marlo, whether it's something that she's doing, something that she's going through, Kenya is about to use that shit back on her. Like a snap of a finger. Even the way Kenya just kind of dismissed the conversation. I don't know if you saw, of course, they got to get the little kiki moment. They kikied and then Kenya was like, all right, well, I'm tired about talking about this mess. Let's get back to the kids. So, I mean, I'm just staying tuned because we all know how this is going to end. Honey, it's not going to end well at all, okay? We just over here kiki and hosting the Black Reality Kiki podcast and we could tell through the TV screens that it's not going to end well. So I'm a little bit shocked that Candy was a little bit, you know, well, not a little bit, a lot of bit hopeful in that it would bring some type of resolve, but 
She should have known it was going to backfire. Should have known a better canned. Honey, so then next, as we're going through the scenes, we quickly see, you know, Sheree talking to a designer about some joggers. So, honey, fingers crossed we get those this year. With the drawstring. With the drawstring, honey, for our BBL baddie. Shout out to y'all. Nothing wrong with it. Cinch that waist. Honey, and then as the girls are packing and preparing for Blue Ridge, we see Candy packing with her assistant and she drops the tea to Marlo that Miss Kenya won't be attending the trip, which is no surprise to me, honestly. Of course, she's either not going to go or going to act like she doesn't want to go because she doesn't fuck with Marlo. That wasn't really that much of a surprise. Marlo really brushed it off. Then continues to prepare for the Blue Ridge Mountains and she has a guest and it's her sister, Crystal, who has been watching the boys for her. And honestly... This exchange opened my eyes to a lot as far as like how they were raised, their family dynamics and everything. What were your thoughts on that? Because Crystal seems really nice, really sweet, and seems to really be there for Marlo. Honey, um, I'm not gonna lie. When she first came to the door and Marlo answered, because of her scrub, like the uniform she was wearing, honey, I thought she was the damn housekeeper. Yeah, it definitely didn't scream Marlo Hampton's sister at all. I literally had to rewind because then we get into the scene and then I, I was like, wait, is this her housekeeper? Like, they talking about growing up together. So I rewound and saw that it was her sister. And then this works in a uh, dentistry office. So that was the uniform, the scrubs. Um, so once I got myself together, collecting myself on that, um, no, I mean, we do learn a lot about Marlo in this scene. So we learn here that this is not Marlo's first time being a full-time guardian to a family member. We learned that Crystal also was in the foster care system. Um, it seems like Marlo's probably eight, 10 years older than Crystal. And so at the age of 14, Marlo became a Munty for the first time to her younger sister, um, was raising her, even gave her a little flip phone that was blinged out, treating her good, providing that stable household above everything else for her. But then we also learned that they kind of had a tiff, an issue in the home. And then Marlo, similarly to the, her nephews, removed Crystal from the home. And I think there was an adverse reaction there from Crystal's end. So this was actually very, very interesting to learn. I feel like it's a testament to who Marlo is as a woman, as a family member, um, as someone who really steps in and supports her family. But I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit shocked. I was a little bit shocked to hear this isn't her first rodeo, but also that there has been a removal of an underage person that has been in her care. What do you think about it? I was surprised too, but honestly, as I was watching it and seeing how their family interacts and like how she's saying how like they were raised by the same mom and their mom sort of handled things the same as that way. It wasn't as surprising when it comes to like her taking the boys to her sister's house and her removing Crystal in the past because honestly it reminded me of a lot of people back home. A lot of families when they have kids young or whatever a lot of times they can't if they can't raise the kids they'll give them you know to an aunt an uncle a grandmother a grandfather like whoever is able to take care of them and then that person essentially watches over them until further notice essentially and if that does not work out that kid may go to another family member and so for me it's still shocking that you know, Marlo, and I think Crystal sort of calls this out as well, where it's like, you know, you can't say things like, I shouldn't be taking care of you. Get the F out. Yeah, you can't talk to a child like that because they take everything that you say too hard and as literal. And so I'm glad Crystal called her out on that. 
But I also see why Marlo is so used to being able to just do that because she was raised as such. I would imagine, you know, she talked about how their mom talked shit about them all the time to their face, behind their backs, what have you. And so I would imagine, you know, she was probably the type that if she got overwhelmed, she'd send the kids on to grandma house, aunt, uncle house, whoever was able to watch them. And so I feel like that sort of showed me what type of Monty Marlo is used to being. It's because it's how she was raised. And so even though, of course, she has the loving side and the caring side and teaching them responsibility. And, you know, she said she was going to like, um, take their phones all away from them and, you know, telling them to be presentable at school. Like, she has those positive things. But when it comes to, like, discipline and dealing with teenage angst and attitude, she probably deals with those issues the same way. And so I got a different perspective as far as, like, Marlo and why she did what she did and why she felt the need to do that. But I'm really grateful that, you know, her sister was able to sort of talk to her and be honest with her as someone who cares about her, who's someone who's in her family, but also as someone who was also raised by her. Because that's something that, you know, if, if you're not a parent, you don't know if you're doing it right or wrong, unless the person that you were parenting told you that you're wrong. And so I'm hoping that, you know, Marlo takes light to this uh, because I do want her to be able to step into that Monty role like she clearly wants to do. I mean, she misses the boy. She keeps saying she hopes she can make it to 30 days, which is another thing I wanted to point out in that it sounds like she's wanting them to go to 30 days for them, not for her. It doesn't sound like she's like, oh, I don't want to deal with him no more. Just take him, take him. It sounds like she's genuinely like, I don't know what to do. I'm hoping this will scare them straight. Mm. Yeah. So that's how I feel. Obviously, I may be a little biased because I'm team Marlo and... You know, I feel like there's always a reason for her madness at times. But I genuinely do believe that in this situation, like, she's trying her best. And two teenage boys are a lot. And if she doesn't know what to do, she's like, girl, what do I do? It's really a cry out for help, if anything. Yeah, to your point, it seems like these behaviors are extremely generational in this family. Um, and you know, generational, I want to say curses, but generational behaviors are hard to break cycle after cycle. So we're just going to hope that Marlo continues to work on herself, do that self-work to, to be strong for this responsibility that she's committed to. And honey, we're going to hope those boys clean up that room a little bit because the room was looking crazy. It was looking real crazy. <laughs> uh, Crystal was shocked. One thing I want to point out too before we move on is Crystal was kind of advising Marla on how to speak with the boys as far as, again, you're dealing with young people, not not adults, children even. Marlo had said something like, well, I'm going to just keep it for Kenya then. So to me, that's showing me that, and I'm, I mean, this is like human nature regardless, but in the Kenya versus Marlo quarrel or feud, we know, right, especially that Marlo, her burst of anger or argumentativeness towards Kenya is probably misdirected, misaligned. It's coming from a place of she's going through a lot with her family. And, you know, I just wish those two women could get on the same page about that because we know that Marlo is lashing out. She can't lash out to the situation with 
her um, young nephews. So she lashes out to someone who she doesn't get along with, um, someone who is her age, someone who she feels like she can kind of verbally spar with back and forth, and that's Kenya. So it seems like shots are being fired and Kenya is getting hit with those, with those strays. Not to excuse Marlo or Kenya, either one of them in their situation, and to say one is innocent and one is guilty, but when we start to unpack and really kind of understand what is causing the issue between these two women, we know that Marlo is coming from a place of hurt, a place of trying to figure out her situation with her Muncie status. Overall, I think Crystal visiting Marlo was a really good thing for her. Maybe she can, you know, take some tips on her Muncie vibe. And most importantly, keep that foul mouth for Kenya. The boys don't need to hear all that, girl. And we just gonna pray for moving forward all around. Honey, pray for Monty Marlowe. Double M, if you will, Eminem. Mm -hmm. Honey, so what happened next? So next we see the ladies getting ready for this cabin trip to the Blue Ridge Mountains. And we see a few ladies pulling up. Um, Sheree and Marlo are leaving from Marlo's place. They are driving off in a 2022 Rolls Royce ghost, okay? Balling like the Hamptons. We know the lifestyle. And then um, we also see Drew, Candy, and Miss Monietta pulling up to Candy's abode. Honey, I love seeing Monietta. She is just such good energy all the time. I'm team Monietta. I'm hoping that they're warming, you know, audiences up for her potentially joining the cast next season. So I'm staying tuned on that front. Honey, their chariot is a 2022 Aston Martin. But before we really dig into, you know, them kind of packing up the cars and hitting the road, can we please get into Sheree's broken foot? Honey, I just don't understand that. The boot. Let's set the scene. Miss Sheree Whitfield is pulling up to Bloomingdale's. In her Aston Martin, because you know she has one. In her Aston Martin. And she's coming to try on a Christian Dior, straight off the runway, rain boot. So as her personalized shopping assistant walks up with this Christian Dior rain boot in her size, Miss Ray Whitfield puts her foot into the boot to try it on, as we all do when we're shopping. And that little pinky toe got caught on the side. But for whatever reason, like she said, the other toes were going in while the pinky was going to the left and she was giving that pressure and honey just snapped a rain boot of all things how the hell you break a pinky toe trying on a rain boot charade <laughs> that's like the definition of a freak accident like you were trying on designer rain boots and you broke a pinky toe how does that even happen i really don't know and furthermore they couldn't give her a smaller shoe they gave her that big ass boot for a fracture on the pinky toe I'm confused as you are, but all I can say is I hope the boot was worth it. And I hope she bought the boot. I really hope she bought the boot. In fact, they should have gifted her the boot. Honey, boots to who? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, so we just gonna hope she bedazzles it and turns it to a mean fashion accessory. Yes. So the ladies are piling up. We see that Marlo sends a little bit of OLG wings to Candy and the ladies, but... That producer driving said, uh-uh-uh, no food in the Aston Martin. Honey, because you know they had to sign insurance clauses for that darn car. You know they did. And that producer was playing by the rules. Absolutely. But shout out to Marlo for giving them some food. That was real cute. But Candy is not going to leave if she hungry, okay? Listen, and she probably doesn't want to hear Candy complaining about no damn food. So that's exactly why she did that. Um, I will say that the trip, besides you no know, eating in the car, but they ate in the house. So, you know, they got their wings in, kept it pushing. 
Um, so the women hit the road. I know that Marlo and Sheree do have an interesting and pretty informative conversation. So they're talking, of course, about their issues since shit went down at the Bearing It All party, which was Sheree's event. And I thought this was an interesting point. They are saying that for Kenya, Marlo calling Kenya a liar is triggering for her. So we know between the tumultuous relationship between those two women, there have been quite a few accusations, fake booty, never, you know, was not really pregnant, didn't really give birth, faking sick. It's this narrative that Marlo continues to kind of push about Kenya, which is she's not a truth teller, that is just triggering for Kenya. She kind of coils up and retracts from the relationship or the potential friendship between the two of them. So that's kind of a point of contention in the Aston Martin. The ladies are discussing a bit about Drew's issues with Sonya, kind of where they left off, what kind of that friendship is looking like. Also, Fatum comes up and Drew's like, is Fatum coming? And it was sort of like a shady response. We don't know if she's coming or we do know if she's coming, but Drew was not feeling it at all. That came up as well. And honestly, interesting choice there. Now, I got a question for you. Was Drew wearing color contacts in the Aston Martin? You know what? She was. I mean, Hazel. Who in the hell still wears color contacts anymore? I wish they called her out too. She's so tacky. I'm sorry. And we love Drew. Drew loves BRK, honey. She reposted us last week. Shout out to Drew Sedora. She supports. <laughs> but... Why in the hell are you wearing color contacts in 2022, girl? I mean, hell, you might as well be like tiny and get them changed at this point. Ooh, not the eye surgery. Honey, that's really intrusive. Lastly, before we kind of arrive, Candy makes this point when it comes to Kenya's attendance. And Candy kind of drops that nugget and says that she thinks Kenya is coming. She's just wanting to make that dramatic entrance. So then we flash back to... Kenya's dramatic entrance moments, one of which including when she came in but pretty much butt naked, trust like Phaedra in that damn swimsuit with the booty pads. Oh my God, it was so bad. We all remember. So I just want to go ahead and put on record that when Candy made this comment, I first, I, I mean, it was pretty off. Like we all knew Kenya was going to show up. After she said she wasn't going to come, we knew she was going to show up in her true Kenya fashion. So honey, I'm going to just plant that nugget right there. Yeah, I definitely didn't think she was going to come until Candy made the comment, oh, I think she's going to come and just show up fashionably late. I'm like, oh, okay, so she is coming. Anywho, they finally get to Blue Ridge Mountains. We get to the cabin, which is actually a beautiful, gorgeous home. Shout out to Marlo. I mean, Florida ceiling windows. You can see the lake outside. They have a full staff that's ready to cater cook rub your feet honestly at this point like damn that was a nice ass cabin it was nice as hell i mean cabin it was giving cabin mansion the rooms were magnificent the bathrooms the views the staff all of it again we know marlo if it's one thing she can do she can host she can host and she knows how to travel in style so i was a fan they arrived marlo and sheree first looking around the space then the Aston Martin crew pulls up and we discover that, of course, in order to pick the rooms, there has to be a game involved. And Marlo decides she wants to bring these candles, which I still haven't figured out. Did she buy these candles with these things or did she actually get someone to print these things on the candle? Yeah, when she was reading them off, I was like, is she making the these up? But it was super duper cute. I have to say, I love the candle idea as far as picking rooms and the different prompts were very accurate. 
My personal favorite was the high hopes and low expectations. High hopes and low expectations, honey. Sheree in that Tyrone situation, which she told us. She talking about me. But she said that she has cleansed her coochie of Tyrone. So she's not going back to him, honey. Correct. But she did have some high hopes, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. She did, honey. High hopes and low expectations. Honey, for me, it was Drew thinking that she was going to be the athleisure one. With the matches set. She knows better. Marlo talk about something. I should have gave her delirious too. Yes. Because that one is delirious, honey. Honey, so delusional. Anywho, honey, that was cute. They get to pick their rooms. All the girls seem to be okay with their rooms. And they go in and they see that Marlo has their cute gifts waiting for them. I think there were some earrings involved. She just knows how to host with class. So I was a fan of it. The only thing I did not like in this scene was that we get, a well, at least from my viewpoint, I got a full look at Candy's outfit. <laughs> Those blue boots. It was giving cobalt blue top with a shimmery jacket, black pants, and a mean booty where the blue on the heel was matching the blue of her top, but not the good type of matching, the tacky type of matching. Yeah. So, okay. So let me ask you, who was your favorite kind of travel fit? Cause you know, a travel fit is kind of hard to pull off. You could go too overboard with it. You could go too underboard with it. There's a sweet spot where it's like, okay, you're traveling today, but you made it cute. Oh honey, you already know the answer to that. That's an easy one. Marlo motherfucking Hampton bitch. That motherfucker had a whole bodysuit on with this cute, like poof oversized jacket, but the oversized jacket was like cropped. The only thing I didn't get to see was her shoes. Yeah, honey, probably a mean boot. I will say the leggings looked uh, Mugler with the stripes. Don't know if it was Mugler, can't confirm nor deny, but it was giving expensive. So we already knew who our top fashion choice was there. She definitely won. I mean, Sheree obviously had, you know, a little notch down from the boot situation. So she was, I think she was just being chill anyway, but that fucking Marla. And honey, if nothing else, Sheree is gonna serve us a damn animal print. She gonna give you animal print and she gonna give you body slash ass, okay? Cause that ass is gonna always be poking. I mean, the animal print was strong. Honey, animal print was tucked into the boot ever so slightly. Honey, you know she's gonna give you a mean AP moment. An APM. Honey, round. <laughs> <Not, rawr. laughs> okay, honey, so take us into the final and most dramatic scene of the episode so far. So the girls, they don't have time to change. So they're like, hey, let's just go with what we have on. Because, I mean, they're in Blue Ridge. Who are they going to impress anyway? No shade to the Blue Ridge community. No shade to Blue Ridge community. Shout out to Blue Ridge if y'all listening. The girls get themselves together and they go to dinner. On the way to dinner, Marlo decides she wants to, you know, confide in these girls. Because it's a smaller group. They're more, you know, intimate. And so she feels comfortable to be able to express, you know, what she's been going on with her, with the boys. What's been going on as far as them going to stay with her sister, with her sister for 30 days. You know, her needing a break, needing a tribe, etc., etc. They even have a cute little family hug at that moment. So honestly, in that vehicle, I'm like, okay, you know what? These girls, they're going to have a good trip. It's going to be drama-free. Good vibes all around. I just knew it was going to be good. Hashtag good vibes. Little do we know, they get to this damn dinner and shit hits the fan. First off, Drew brings up that sign of beef again. I'm so tired. I get it. She's annoyed by it, what have you. But honestly, Candy was the one who brought it up, which was also annoying to me. It's like, so they must want to egg on the, the foolery. Drew is clearly still over Sonya, saying that, you know, she wants the vibe to stay the same even when Sonya arrives. And at that very moment, who arrives? Sonya. 
She comes on the elevator in her gear. She's coming off of a work trip. Shout out to her and Ross being booked and busy in Miami for a little content series where I fit. And not only did she get a booked and busy content series, but iFit is also sponsoring a trip to Jamaica for our girls. Honey, she entered the scene with great news, okay? She collected a check. Then she collected a check with her man. Now she's coming with an all expense paid trip to Jamaica for the girls too. I mean, Sonya, I wanted to be in that scene so I, she could tell me I could come too. Because the way that she came through with the check, with the bag, and the trip, I said, okay. Mm, honey, no shade, but it did sort of shit over all over the trip in Blue Ridge just a tad bit. Not, and it wasn't on purpose. Sonya didn't mean to steal the shine, but honey, when you compare Blue Ridge to Jamaica, I mean. Honey, it's no shade. You know they got to do a domestic trip and a couple domestic trips and then... Um, the international one is sprinkled in there. So I think it was fine. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Do you genuinely think iFit is paying for this? Or is that just like a throw in? Ooh, that's a really good question. Maybe iFit really wants to work with Sonya. And she was like, hey, well, I am filming this show. Can we go film in Jamaica? But I don't know. I think we just need to know more about the Jamaica trip. Like, is there an iFit portion involved? We gotta see, yeah. It's just so interesting for them to just be like, oh, hey, we want to work with you. Also, here's an all expense paid trip for you, your plus one, all your friends, and their plus one. Like, damn. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, well, we know Bravo doesn't pay for the trips. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So I feel like if, if the ladies were coming out of pocket, in any way, honey, somebody would have mentioned it on like Watch What Happens Live or something like, oh, um, no shade, but that trip wasn't sponsored. So, honey, I'm going to stay tuned to this, put my ear to the streets on that one. I'm going to lean into faith here and hope that it is an all expense trip from iFit. Um, but that's a good point. At this point in time, I'm going to say, yes, it's an iFit trip and she's going to collect the bag with her man and her girls and her girls is mad. <laughs> Absolutely, honey. And I'm not mad at it, honey. Put the whole team on if you can. Period. But obviously, during this moment, after, you know, all the girls are there, not only does Sonya arrive a little late, but of course, Miss Kenya Moore arrives a little late. I mean, she's texting Candy the whole day. Are people asking about me? I'm on the way. I'm outside. Come meet me. Blah, 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 blah. She arrives. Candy goes to get her. They go to the table. Now, what I want to point out is that when Kenya arrives, Marlo was very gracious. She was like, hi, oh my God, thanks for coming. So glad you could make it. The girl, it's a good vibe at the beginning. The girls were very excited too to see her. The girls were excited to see her. It's like, okay, we're all here. We're in Blue Ridge. It's going to be a good time. Good vibes, as everyone was saying. And then Kenya drops the bomb that, oh, I'm not going to be staying at the house. I have uh, my own rental property because I have Brooklyn coming along. Now, girl. Do you think that was necessary? Like, that's just being over the top. You know that Marlo got y'all a house. You know that you're going to have your own room. You don't. You and Brooklyn don't need your own house. Like, that makes zero sense to me. Kenya was just trying to control the moment, being petty as heck. I mean, think of it this way. So let's say you have a team project right? Like you're at work. You, you need to get this project done, but you and your coworker, y'all done fell out. Drama. I mean, maybe they accuse you of having a fake booty. Like <laughs> they accuse you of your man, not wanting you anymore. Like man, not wanting you for, for whatever reason, your coworker makes these accusations about you and, and you guys have a, a verbal disagreement. At the end of the day, y'all got to get this project done. Can you come in and then say, okay, I, I mean, I'll get it done, but I'm not working with her. 
I'm not, I'm not meeting up with her. I'm not being involved with her. I'll work with everybody else on my team, but with her, no. In that situation, we both know that that would be completely unrealistic. At the end of the day, Kenya wanted to come and fulfill her duty right? As a castmate and her job, period. That's what it is at the end of the day. But all of the contingencies of not staying with Marlo, it being a petty kind of like sense of control over like, you know, I'm not staying under your roof, et cetera, et cetera. Petty as heck. Like, and Marlo said something poignant in this, in this moment as well. She said, listen, we go back and forth, Kenya and I, but in this moment on this trip, these are my rules and she needs to play by my rules. And I completely agree. Like if it were Kenya's trip, if the shoe were on the other foot, if, if the boot was on the other toe here. Not the boot on the other toe, bitch. If the boot was on the other toe. <laughs> you dumb. I would be coming at Marlo the same way that I'm coming at Kenya. Okay. At the end of the day, put on your big girl panties, do what you need to do. It, this isn't, you know, it, it is what it is. Like you're here to film for this girl's trip, don't come in here and start ruining the vibes when the vibes are all good. Absolutely. And you know, Kenya wanted to share her piece. You know, she shared with Marlo that she felt like her love is toxic and that she doesn't want to be her friend XYZ. And we received that, you know, it is what it is. You're entitled to feel however you want to feel. But I feel like my girl Marlo wrapped her own together really nicely, really eloquently. She said, at the end of the day, you talk about my rap sheet. You talk about me being incarcerated, all this other jazz. But at the end of the day, I should be following you. You should be setting the tone as the queen. Instead, you're doing this, doing that, talking about people behind their back. Yeah, I don't believe you. I don't trust you. And I think you're lying. But you can't be mad at her if she don't think you're telling the truth when you've lied in the past. You lie about storylines all the time. Should we not think about Walter? Shall I remind you about that whole storyline? So, like, don't be surprised if Marlo calls you out on your bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like Kenya just always wants to play victim. Like, oh, I'm being attacked. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, girl, no. You do what you want. And when people call you out on your bullshit, you want to cry. Get over it. Marlo is not going to be dealing with that shit. It is her trip. It was no need for you to go get a whole nother house. When you got this big ass house, like, girl, come on. Don't be petty. Like, it's not that deep. Now, I'm going to flip-flop it on you real quick. Oh, don't flip-flop on me. Honey, flip-flop like the old Navy flip-flops back in the day. From Kenya's perspective, because I know I already hear the listeners talking about, well, this, 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 and that from Kenya's side. And honey, we might have to put this in the poll series for this week. From Kenya's perspective, she has her child with her. We, I guess that's, a point of debate as well, whether or not the child should be there, that's gonna be continued debate with, with her. She has her child with, the, with her, and I'm sure a nanny, couple nannies, whatever. She has been invited to stay at the house with the ladies and, and told that she can. she's more than welcome to bring Brooklyn. I mean, the house is huge, there's plenty of space. But if she is going into the situation understanding that her and the host, the host of the trip are not on good terms and nine times out of 10, 9.9999 times out of 10, they're going to get into a disagreement, whether it be what they should eat for breakfast or whether or not she has a fake booty. At any given point, Marlo could just be triggered and just rip her a new one and vice versa. I understand and empathize with her feelings of not wanting her child in that space. Imagine Brooklyn is upstairs, right? Your child is upstairs and you're having this screaming match with a woman who, you know, is supposed to be your coworker slash friend is, is a heavy word, not quite friend, but someone that you're cordial with. So I, I'm going to flip flop it and say, listen, switching the, the boot back to the, the other pinky, pinky toe. 
I can see where there is an extra layer of Kenya protecting her peace and controlling her space, especially because her child is with her. Now, again, I'm not going to live and die by that argument, but I'm just presenting it here for us to kiki about and also for our listeners to think about as well, because, you know, we got to see both sides of the coin. Yeah, I mean, I do get that. Kenya is the only one that is a single mom. She's responsible for Brooklyn 24-7, 365, and I get that. But if you have one to two nannies for your child anyway, and you're driving two hours to Blue Ridge Mountains, I'm pretty sure that said child can stay with those same nannies for one to two nights while you are two hours away at Blue Ridge Mountains. That's no shade. That's just me being real. I feel like she uses Brooklyn as a crutch. I feel like she's always done that. And I'm not going to look down on a mother because I can never know a mother's responsibility. Like, that's a mom. You got to do what you got to do. Shit be hard out here. I can never imagine that. But I feel like Kenya brings it out when it's convenient for her. It's not like it's part of her storyline on a regular, like, oh, my God, I'm going through, I'm going through. It's like when she is forced to do something that she doesn't want to do, she brings them out. And you know who it's reminding me of? Who? Kim Zosiak Beerman. Okay, no, you're taking it too far now. When Kim was over them girls and did not want to film with them, what would she say? Oh, I got to get home to my kids and Croy. That's fair. That is, she did do that. That's her go-to. That's her go-to. You be a real hyperbolic right now. You really kind of gassing it. Okay, maybe I'm gassing it because I'm team Marlo. Maybe I am. But I do think she brings it out when it's convenient for her. Like, it's always when it's something that she does not want to do. She's like, oh, I can't do that because of Brooklyn. It's quite literally that exact same formula. She didn't miss out on something with Candy. She didn't miss out on dropping with Drew because of Brooklyn. It's an out-of-town trip kind of lever that she pulls whenever they leave town i do agree with you because she's used it before in the past i think the trip last season where they went the whole bolo situation mm-hmm. the, um cynthia's bachelorette trip correct yes when she know when she literally was like i'm over it like i'm here physically but like i don't want to film anymore like i'm tired and like i'm over it she literally excused herself and said my child is upstairs candy checked her on the spot etc So, yes, I agree with you that, you know, when it comes to out of town, she going to pull that baby out. (laughs) She going to put that baby in the car seat and bring her with her. And when she's done, she got to get to the child. My thing is that when you sign the dotted line on this show, you sign up to be in all of these scenarios with people you like, with people you don't like. It is what it is. You know what you sign up for. So don't pull out or like fake the fun and be like, oh, I because I have a child, I'm going to get another house. No, say what it really is. What it really is, to your point, is that you don't want to be in the house because it's Marlo's house. And if it's that, say that. But don't lie and be like, oh, I'm getting another house for Brooklyn. You and her need a whole house to yourself? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think she should have just been more honest in the moment and said, listen, like energy is very important. And especially when you have... I mean, again, I'm not a mother, but I would assume when you have your child with you, you don't want them to be in a toxic environment at all. And I mean, to be fair, the ladies did try to have a a healthy exchange as far as both of them explaining their opinions and their point of views. That kind of went left. Um, And for me, if I were Kenya, I would say, listen, we tried just now in this moment to come to terms, to see eye to eye, to to agree to disagree, right? Like it's just about being cordial, that escalated. And she could say, listen, like I would be down or maybe, you know, I graciously decline your invite to stay at the house 
and you know for this reasons and be honest and then if marlo says okay well if you're not playing by my rules that would be the mature way to handle it between those two women but of course honey we know you know we got to get the drama so i'm staying tuned next week to see where that ended up did kenya stay did she leave where is Brooklyn? Um, how did that go? Where is she? Where is Brooklyn? Because uh, that, that's the big question. Because they're all like, wait, is Brooklyn here? And she's like, oh, no, Brooklyn's coming later. So I'm like, where is she? Is she here? Is she in Blue Ridge? Is she in Atlanta? Like, where is she, sis? It, hell, is she in New York with Mark? Like, what is the tea? <sighs> so, honey, I'm going to just say hashtag where's Brooklyn. Keep an eye out for her. And, honey, I really want to see how this unfolds because... I understand both sides, not to be a flip-flopper, not to be, you know, switch from side to side, but I just like to present both sides of the argument, just like debate club in high school, and really just understand where these women are coming from. But no, I mean, I completely stand with Marlo in that. If you don't want to play by my rules, we not doing this whole bending the rules thing. Like, that's not fair. Not, not for her trip. If she was just attending the trip, fine. Like, Marlo, you really don't have a horse in this race. But since she's the host, you know, you've, you you got to be courteous and, and gracious to, to the host. So, honey, these ladies, again, oil and water, oil and freaking water. And the thing is, is what we've been saying all season. Like, we've been gearing up for this moment. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. And I think it's at the point now where, like, there's no coming back. They can't be friends. They can barely even coexist in the same room at this point. So, honestly, I definitely get Marlo's side. I can understand where... Kenya may be coming from I just think she needs to be more honest and stop faking the funk doing the dramatics like girl and I think that's what and obviously after this we can move on but I think at the core that's what pisses Marlo off so much it's like Kenya just seems in my humble opinion it seems like she does a lot for the show to be that Miss Kenya more like the dramatics, the this, the that. And so it probably is hard to, to believe what's true and what's false when you don't know because it's like she's being dramatic all the time. I mean, hell, this is the same one that said that she had sex in a cave. She did say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like clearly you're doing the most. You're being dramatic. Like, girl, just exist. You know what it is? I think that these at the end of the day, these two women trigger each other on a very deep level because... I mean, I understand, like, again, I see the argument on both sides. I feel like Kenya has done a lot of growth to, to all of the points that you made. She has done a lot of growth. This isn't the Kenya of a decade, Kenya more a decade ago. The Kenya of 2022, she has matured at the ripe age of 50, 51 maybe. She has matured as far as, you know, being a personality or a castmate on a television show. Again, we don't know her in her personal life. She's probably well-adjusted in a normal human being, but when those cameras get up and those lights flash, people start acting crazy. So I will say when it comes to her public eye and what we see on the show, she has matured and she has come to a place of, you know, neutrality a bit with her big, 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 big personality. But I will say there are just certain things, buttons that are pushed between these two women that Anybody else could say it and it'll probably be shade. Kiki, shade thrown in every little direction. Kiki, laugh, move on. Between these two ladies, the history and just, I think the personality, the oil and water nature of who they are as women to the core, it doesn't matter if, you know, they each woke up one day and said, 
you know, I want to be your biggest cheerleader. The other one isn't going to believe it and they're going to have a side eye on them watching the whole time. So I think that's just what it is. The, the nature of their relationship, they just trigger each other on a deep, deep, deep level. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough because like Marlo said, these are black women who are successful in their own right, who are mothers, munty, um, sisters, members of the Atlanta society, like, there's history there, there's shared friendship as far as, you know, like mutual friends and all of that. And I'm just gonna continue to root for them to really just work it out and really, again, to just come to a place of peace that they can coexist in a space and not claw each other's eyes out. But honey, I think I'm gonna need to just find a genie, rub on a magic lamp and get three wishes and hopefully the genie grants one of those because the way that that one is a really, really, really big wish, I need the genie from Aladdin or something. Honey, not a genie. Honey, you want your Christina Aguilera vibe. I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Period. So if any of y'all know genies out there, please send them our way. And honey, we just gonna slide that wish in. Anywho, we're tuned in. Marlo versus Kenya, as always. Honey, who are you giving your peach to this week? Because honestly, I'm so stressed at this battle, this feud. I don't know who to give it to. I know. I'm kind of I'm kind of up in the air too. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you. I'm going to just give a pity peach this week to my girl, Sheree, for breaking her pinky toe. Oh, are we giving the peach to Sheree's pinky toe? Honestly, yes. I am giving the peach to Sheree's pinky toe, and that peach will be accepted by none other than Miss Sheree Whitfield. Because, girl, that is a freak accident, and I have no clue how that happened, but she is on this trip with a smile on her face, giving the vibes, being happy, kicking, and just being a bomb-ass housewife. So shout out to Sheree. And because she clearly is doing the work behind the scenes on She by Sheree finally. So for this week, I am giving my peach to Sheree's pinky toe, a.k.a. Sheree Whitfield. That's fair. That's fair. I think for my peach, I'm going to give it to... Even though she was not filming with the ladies for the majority of the episode, honey, she came in with a bang, okay? Sonia Richards-Ross with that trip and with that bag with iFit, just even seeing the little clips of like the, with her meeting with the chief content officer, with, the man, with her man on her arm, because they're getting this deal together. I said, oh, okay, that's what a boss looks like. That, I said, all right, let me take some notes because she came in and really just worked on her business and flew right back in Miami. Same day, flew right back in, boom, girls trip. And guess what? Trip to Jamaica. And guess what? I fit. And guess what? With my man. And guess what? Checks and bags. And with your man too. You could bring your man too, girl. And he getting a bag too, okay? We both getting a bag and a trip to Jamaica. I mean, to her motherland. Like, it's going to be so cute. What else is there to say? What else is there to say? So for that big boss bitch move, I'm giving my peach to Sonia Richards-Ross, period. That was a good option. That was a good pick. Well, listeners, let us know who you think BRK's Peach of the Week should be. Should it be Sheree Whitfield, a.k.a. Sheree's Pinky Toe? Or should it be Miss Sonia Richards-Ross for this bomb-ass Jamaica trip that she got her sponsors to buy for our ladies? Honey, leave the comments on our Instagram. Let us know what y'all think. Overall, this is a good episode, honey. I feel like we, each week, I'm like, yes, it's a good episode. Yes, it's a good episode. I just feel like, yes, we're finally getting into some sort of you know, vibe when it comes to Real Housewives because I feel like it took us a long time to get here. And it's still, 
it's still touch and go. It's still touch and go, but at least I'm entertained. Yes. I mean, the ladies are really going through it as far as relationships, business. We're getting really good tea to kiki about, and I love that. Um, honey, the feuds are feuding. Um, we have, what I like to see too is the, you know, the feuds kind of boil up boil over and then the resolution. So like, okay, kiss and makeup, now we can move on. So we're getting a little bit of that as well. The apologies, you know, left, right and center. Um, so yeah, no, I'm staying tuned. I think, you know, up in the mountain, they're gonna become mountain girls, get into some activities. We'll see if Kenya sticks around and we're just gonna continue to build. I feel, I have a strong feeling that Jamaica trip, it's gonna really flip us on our head. So I'm just gonna stay tuned for that. Yeah, I definitely think that's going to be the one that's going to get us all, especially if the men are coming too. It's something Ooh. about when the ladies bring their men. Yep. It's like they really want to show their ass. So, <laughs> honey, I'm tuned in. I don't know if Todd and them can handle it, but I'm going to be right there. A little bit of that big, that rum punch. Honey, that Dangerous. rum punch. That rum punch gets you going. Honey, I'm just ready to see it. Okay, well, this was cute. I had Funky Ken this week. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. You know what it is. Absolutely, honey. You know where to find me. I'm going to be perched in front of the television show waiting for next week's episode to get all the tea. Absolutely, honey. Well, y'all take care. Come back next week, and we'll see you there. Bye. Holla, Burke. Thanks for listening to Black Reality Kiki. Like and subscribe for more from your favorite Black reality gurus. Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all. Bye.